0: Hey, humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here for another edition of the Weekly Wrestling Rap with Alex Freddie-Williams. Alex, how you are, mate?
1: I'm brilliant. Um, spring has started to sprung here on the border of Vic and New South, although one complaint I have is that I had dinner tonight that had some Tabasco sauce on it, and because of my hay fever, I rubbed my eyes, and now... I've got a little bit of Tabasco sauce in my eye. Ooh, sounds very spicy. (laughs) Well, it's a lot. It's a lot more heat than half the wrestlers we're going to talk about today have been getting. Yes, and at least it's not cheap heat. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not canned heat, like in the Thunderdome. Ooh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a a thinker.
0: So, yeah, let's uh, talk a bit of wraps back down the old kebab shop and talk about last past week in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a week. Yeah, there was a lot again, wasn't there?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I think we're going to have to start chopping some of these shows off off of the rap. Yeah, I think as more and more comes back, we,
0: we probably will. Did you yeah. watch Dark uh, at all this week?
1: Nah, nah. I gave it that one week try and now I just like keep forgetting to watch it. <laughs> it's like I've got like a 12 to 18 hour window to watch Dark before the next thing comes on. And then once the next wrestling shows on, Dark's already forgotten about.
0: I think if Dark was just an hour, it'd be a lot better. It's the fact they keep changing their length from 2 hours to 1 hour to an hour and a half to 2 hours to an hour.
1: They're really like lengthening dark to try to pad everyone's records so it looks better on the ranking I reckon.
0: Yeah, well, even so, I'd rather just I'd have rather have half these matches because it's another 13 match episode. Yeah. I think we could have done without half of these matches.
1: I think it's only a matter of time before you have Lance Archer in a like six-seven person gauntlet match against Jobbers just so he can get like seven wins in a row on one episode of Dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um do you want me to read out the results then quickly? Yeah, yeah, let's shoot through it. So Best Friends with Orange Cassidy defeated Storm Thomas and Dimitri Jackson. Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard defeated Jesse Sorensen. Mel defeated Red Velvet. Lance Archer with Jake Roberts defeated D3. Luther and Serpentico defeated The Initiative. Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon with Lever Bates in their corner, now with a record of zero and 10 as a tag team. <laughs> Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero defeated Caitlin King. Uh, Vicky announces their partnership is now named Vicious Vixens. Uh, Gun Club, Billy and Austin defeated Frank Stone and Baron Black. Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian defeated Heather Munro, who was on Dynamite the other week. Proud and Powerful defeated the Metro Brothers, Chris and JC, formerly of NXT. Following the match, the... Best Friends ran in and Pratt and & Powerful and Best Friends brought out into the parking lot. Ricky Starks defeated Sean Dean. Jay Hager <laughs> defeated Marco Stunt. Frankie Kazarian defeated Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford in Kip's corner. And in the main event, Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela defeated the Hybrid 2, Jack Evans and-, and Halico.
1: I'm really disappointed with how they're booking the Hybrid 2.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree, but you've also had those other high-profile tag teams join Dark since the initial episode of Dynamite.
1: Yeah, I, I'm also mean, like, I would like to see these guys get a few more wins. Like, I don't know, I've, I I kind of feel like they've completely given up on Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, so them... Cause like they did on Dynamite, the whole vignettes with Sonny and Janela, and well, as a unit, we haven't really seen much of them on Dynamite since. So I, am kind of blown away that Sonny, Kiss, and Janela got a win over the TH two.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree as well. And it's sort of, it'd be interesting to see where someone's going to slot in going forward on Dark, uh, on Dynamite, if one of those teams is to move up more regularly. Yeah. Uh, so from there, we go on to crossing the line over to Impact. A bit to talk about here. Yeah, Emergence Night 2. Um, your initial thoughts of Night 1, I suppose, just briefly.
1: thought it was good. Um, it didn't really feel like anything but... An episode of Impact, despite them trying to make it seem special. It was a good all-round show for Night 1, and um, I think they followed it up a bit better with Night 2. Ooh,
0: okay. I thought uh, Night 1 was the uh, the more standout of the two nights, but I suppose we can get there in just a moment. Match number one, Impact World Championship. Eddie Edwards, the champion, defeats Rob Van Dam with Katie Forbes in Rob's corner to retain. Uh, then a Wrestle House blindfold match with Cousin Jake as the referee. Crazy Steve defeats Johnny Swinger. Back to the Impact Zone, Brian Myers defeats Willie Mack. Then returning to Wrestle House with AC Romero as guest referee, Larry D defeats Johnny Bravo. In the main event, the Impact Knockouts Championship 30 minute Ironman match, Diana Parazzo the champion versus Jordan Grace. First four for Jordan Grace with about four minutes, 30 remaining second fall for Deanna Parrazo with about a minute remaining. And the third fall for Deanna Parrazo with about five seconds remaining. Anything really to add there, Alex?
1: First of all, let's talk about Rob Van Dam. What happened? (laughs) Like this dude used to be like, like the coolest dude, right? Like, like, I remember being in high school and, like, anyone that had watched uh, wrestling whilst I was in high school was like, yeah, Rob Van Dam's the man. Now we got him coming out to, like, like knock off Cardi D music. <laughs> and he's got his girlfriend twerking with him. He's got this blue braid in his hair. Uh... Oh, man, this is... Like, and I'm not even saying it's bad. It's just, like, what what have you become, my man? How did we get here? But um, the, <laughs> it just blows my mind every time I say it. And I just, like, keep thinking, like, this is the guy that beat John Cena at One Night Stand 05. Like... And here he is just, like, making (laughs) out with his, like, barely-clothed girlfriend. Oh, man. What are your thoughts on the Rob Van Dam gimmick? Well,
0: it's not my opinion per se, but I did see someone on Twitter mention, uh, when did Rob Van Dam and Val Venus swap characters?
1: Yeah. Because
0: Val apparently has his own branding or own uh sponsorship yeah, for right.
1: marijuana
0: now
1: yeah that's right yeah, but, yeah uh, ma- maybe these guys have the wrong gimmicks all these years
0: maybe so there was a couple of backstage segments one notable one was rhino saying they want a the tag team match versus reno scum next week him wanting people to get behind the hashtag Heath for Impact so Heath's by his side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um a couple of weeks ago on I think it was Hawkins and Ryder's wrestling figure podcast. Heath Slater uh Heath accidentally said, Oh yeah, I had a match with Rhino teaming up against a couple of guys in the impact zone. So I've sorta of been waiting for it. He sort of he said it on the podcast and it was like oh, man, I shouldn't have said that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's one of those things that if it gets out, is it going to hurt or is it going to help?
1: Yeah, it might actually help. From what I've heard from, like, Brian Myers on his podcast, like, these guys are there, and they're doing, like, five or six matches each in a taping. A taping will start at, like, 12 p.m. and finish it around, like... 11pm or 12am sometimes like these guys are banking some episodes so like I can't blame Heath for getting confused about what aired and what hasn't
0: it shows it shows that Heath isn't even watching Impact at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, exactly well. overall I thought night one of Emergence was the, uh, the stronger night but the main event, the on-man match was a standout on Night 2.
1: Let me quickly get into why I liked Night 2 better, and that's not even saying the Night 1 was bad. Uh, This one just is a little bit more memorable for me. Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, our lovely humans. I loved WrestleHouse this week. What?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We might have had interference there. Could you say that again?
1: I loved WrestleHouse this week. Oh, boy. I did not. <laughs> oh, God, of course you didn't. Oh, man, the one week I jump on board. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I sort of love that um, the, the, we're actually finally, like, really progressing the story in it with the Johnny Bravo Rosemary stuff. It, like, sort of felt like everything had a bit more of a purpose this week. I've always found a blindfold match somewhat amusing. And it meant that we got a little bit more Johnny Swinger time. So, like, he's my standout. So, uh, it's just my opinion this week. I I enjoyed it. (laughs) Probably doesn't help that I was also watching uh,
0: a few other things that night.
1: Oh, Yeah. I actually enjoyed Brian Myers and Willie Mack. We all oh know I'm a little bit biased, but I think um Brian Myers with his trash talk during his matches was really good. His character seems to be developing pretty well. He's never the most flashiest wrestler in the ring, but I thought they had a pretty solid match.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree there as well. Um, so from the world of impact you want travel across the seas to new japan
1: oh man yeah let's do it so new japan
0: summer struggle night 12 featuring a lot of your favorite stipulations six man tag matches
1: oh man not
0: enough of them in wrestling <laughs> oh boy Match number one, the team of Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi defeating Yuji Nagata and the young line pairing of Yota Tatsu and Yuya Yuromura. Match two, Hiroshi Tanzan, Master Wado, and the team of Golden Ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi defeating Suzuki Gun members Doki, Taichi, Kanemaru and Zack Sabre Jr. And then we got on to the New Japan Pro Wrestling King of Pro Wrestling qualifying matches.
1: Believe it or not, Chris, I actually saw a few of these matches.
0: (laughs) So the first match was a no finishes match. It's El Desperado defeating Satoshi Kojima via DQ because Kojima used the Cozy Lariat. Idiot.
1: (laughs) Just an idiot. It's Next. the one thing you're not meant to do. Come on, man. But it's so cozy. <laughs> Next was a two-count
0: pinfall match. Toru Yano defeats Bushi. Following that was a submission match, the only one that didn't go to a fan vote. Sonata defeating Sho. And in the main event, a three-on-one match. Kazuchika Okada defeats Bullet Club members Yujiro, Takahashi, Gato, and Jado. So, El Desperado, Toro Yano, Sonata, and Kazuchika Okada all advanced to the final at Jingu Stadium.
1: Yeah. um, I'm really glad we didn't involve the King of Pro Wrestling Tournament into the R Block. (laughs) Because, like, I don't think I would have gotten anything right. Like, except... uh, Like, I probably would have predicted Sonata and Okada. I don't think I would have picked Desperado. I don't think I would have picked Yano. And considering where it goes later, yeah, I don't think I would have picked picked the winner of this tournament either. Also
0: happening at the same time on uh, Wednesday night was a big boxing pay-per-view in Australia from a stadium. Did you happen to catch any of this, Alex?
1: No, but um I told you my thoughts on uh on Jeff Horn, I hate him. Maybe uh let let the humans know about that then. Uh he beat Manny Pacquiao. Um my half Filipino side is very strong with Pacquiao. I think it was in like 06 I went to the Philippines and I had the pleasure of being in the Philippines whilst the Manny Pacquiao fight was going on in Vegas or whatever, so I got to I went to, like, this open-air church in the Philippines where they were screening a Manny Pacquiao fight in a church.
0: Oh, wow. That'd be certainly different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, the weirdest experience. And Like, there's people, like, smoking cigarettes and cigars and drinking beer watching a fight in this church. Wow. That's how much they love that man. So... Yeah, Def Horn beating Pacquiao broke my heart. My Filipino side slightly edges my Australian side when it comes to Manny Pacquiao.
0: Eight bout card. Um, I'll just quickly touch on the um, main event, but the two co-main events had early TKOs in both the first and second round. So the main event was a 10-round bout. In the super welterweight division for the IBF Australasian and WBO Global Super Welterweight Championships, Tim Zhu, the double champ with a record of 15-0-0, versus Jeff Horn with a record of 22-1, and Tim Zhu ends up winning here in the eighth round via TKO. Horn's corner threw in the towel prior to the start of the ninth round. Ah,
1: how was the fight?
0: Oh, uh, it was done after round two for the main event. The only way Horn was going to win was via knockout. Tim Zo would have had him on points if it had gone the distance. Yeah. I myself done a bit of boxing and kickboxing training. I like boxing. It's not as big as it used to be, but I thought this was a really good event. The only negative was the very limited so- social distancing, especially in the ringside seats.
1: Bloody hell. Yeah, that's horrible.
0: Do you remember about a month ago, the NRL game on the Sunshine Coast? It was Melbourne Storm, and I think it might have been, like, West Tigers. And there was, like, 7,000 people on one hill when they were all supposed to be social distancing, but they weren't.
1: Oh, man. Uh, Uh, Just, yeah, people are idiots. Yeah. So from the world of
0: boxing, we go back to wrestling.
1: Yeah, uh, let's end... uh... Boxing Oz style for today. I do like a bit of boxing. So if there's a big bout every now and then or a big M-
0: MMA card, we might occasionally talk about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I'll watch a big fight every now and then. Like if something decent's happening on the UFC, I'll probably watch it and we might chat about it at some point too.
0: Yeah, exactly. So from there, we go to the WWE NXT. From Thursday, August twenty-seventh, 2020. Match 1 for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Brizengo, Fandango and Tyler Breeze defeat Imperium, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel who were the reigning champions to become the new champions. Match number 2. Tommaso Ciampa defeats Jake Atlas. Match number 3. Tank Girl Shotzi Blackheart defeats Mia Yim. Match number 4 for the... WWE NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar, the champion with Ligero del Fantasma, Walking Wild and Raul Mendoza in his corner, defeats Isaiah Scott. Match number five, Kyle O'Reilly with undisputed era Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong in his corner, defeat Drake Maverick. And in the main event, match number six, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeat Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. So I suppose the big news at the start of the show was that Killian Cross comes out and announces he's vacating the NXT championship.
1: Unfortunate timing. I was really looking forward to seeing where his title reign would go and considering who might be the next NXT champion, it definitely doesn't interest me as much as a Killian Cross title reign. So yeah, it's quite a shame really.
0: Yeah, so I'll bring that up now. William Regal announces later in the night that the vacant championship will be decided next week on Super Tuesday in a sixty-minute four-way Iron Man match: Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. Does this excite you?
1: Like, I know it's going to be a really good match. The main thing that sort of bums me out is that, like, I don't really want to see any of these guys have a title run. I want to see something different.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree as well. It's sort of... Cole's just had it. Gargano and Chumper feuded over it for, like, a year and a half. And Bella held it for so long as well.
1: Yeah, like, out of those four, like, it has to be Balor, hopefully. Like, at least that's, like, somewhat fresh because fresh matchups. Yeah, fresh matchups and stuff, but I'm I don't even know if I'm that into Finn Balor's character at the moment. <laughs> like,
0: I have no idea what he is. He's a prince, but he's got Xs over letters in his name, but it still says prince and what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it at all. And like I don't know. Like who's the baby face in this match? Um, Out of the four of them, like... No, no,
0: yes, no. Finn. Finn's the only babyface because Gargano's, Gargano's a heel because of his weird home improvement videos. Yeah. Chumper turned heel tonight attacking uh, Jake Atlas as he was getting attended to by referees. Cole's in Undisputed Era, which is arguably the biggest heel faction. Yeah.
1: I would argue that Finn's not necessarily a baby face either. Tweener? Like, at best, he's a tweener.
0: Yeah, he does saw these NWO promos, doesn't he? Black and white film sitting in a back room somewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is actually, I checked on the TV guide today, we are not getting this into a 24-hour tape delay on Foxtel or a 30-hour tape delay on the WWE Network following that.
1: Oh, you're kidding.
0: No. um, Maybe check again tomorrow at, what is it, like 10am? But I checked the TV guide before we started recording and it said it's not airing until Thursday morning.
1: Man, that's annoying. Yep. I was literally, like, really excited about not having to, like switch screens or, like, being able to pay attention to NXT and then being able to pay attention to Dynamite again. Like, I've really enjoyed the past couple of weeks, like, being able to give both shows my full attention.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um. So also of note, Wade Barrett was a guest on commentary this week, the former Stu Bennett at the NWA. <laughs>
1: I think he has a fantastic commentary voice. Uh, he gave good background on some of these guys, like talking about when Ben Balor crushed his sternum in a match in 2015 at in, in Singapore or something. Um, he just had a good background to some of these guys and I think he's a very welcome addition to the commentary team.
0: Now... I'm not sure if you've seen this news. This thing just broke sort of just before we start recording. Uh, apparently, Mauro Ranallo is done with WWE again, as reported by Meltzer at Wrestling Observer.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that. I hope everything's okay with him. But if I can be selfish for a second, I wasn't a fan of his commentary. So I'm, I'm glad to see that he's sort of moved on.
0: Yeah. I I like Maro as a guy and I like him on commentary in small doses. It's his commentary wasn't for me. It was a lot of sound bites, a lot of Mamma mia, mama mia, and it's like, okay, we get it. You say that every time. Um but yeah, I I wish him all the best. I have no ill will wished against him. Did you also notice the Candice LeRae interview?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um,
0: I hated it. (laughs) Do you think the big show would have been proud of her turning from heel to face to heel in this promo?
1: Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bloody oath. Um, Yeah. I... I I know, like, she was a legitimate indie darling and all that sort of stuff, but with Candice LeRae, I hate to say it, but I don't get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm in in the similar boat there. I just, I'm not a fan. Um, Last sort of note I have here on NXT. Tank Girl comes out and runs over Robert Stone again, and Wade Barrett on commentary goes, what kind of an operation are you running here Vic? So I yeah. got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> um go on to later in that night, New Japan Summer Struggle Night 13.
1: Did you catch any of this one? Uh no, I did not. Um this really Struggled to find time to fit some of these shows in my schedule. Was it a summer struggle to fit them
0: in your schedule?
1: Oh, man. Oh, you, you're bringing the pun game today. <laughs> well, <laughs> even uh, grosser than I did the last episode. <laughs> a lot of
0: multi-man undercard matches sort of setting up what's going to happen at Jingu Stadium. Um, opening match was a young line singles ex- exhibition match. I thought it was really good. Yota Suji got the win over Yuya Yiromura. And then second match, Team of Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi defeated Toshi Kojima, Tomiyaki Honma and Yuji Nagata. Third Team of Chaos... Kazuchika Okada, Sho and Toru Yanu defeated Bullet Club, Jado, Gado, and Yujiro Takahashi. Fourth, Losing Goblin de Dehapon, Bushi, Sanada and Shingo Takage defeated Suzuki Gun, Doki, El Desperado and Minoru Suzuki. Fifth, Master Wado and the team of Golden Ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Koduro Bushi, with Hiroshi Tanzan in their corner, defeated Suzuki gun Taichi, Kanamaru, and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, and in the main event, Bullet Club, Evil and Taichi Ishimori, with Dick go in their corner, defeat Losing Goblin de Dehapon, Tatsuya Naito and Hiromu Takahashi. Any questions sort of there, Alex?
1: No, no, it sounds like a pretty paint-by-numbers sort of New Japan show.
0: Yeah, the the sort of one um, thing I sort of enjoyed was Suzuki and Shingo were brawling post-match and Suzuki gets down and starts attacking the young
1: lions on his way out. Both Shingo and Suzuki definitely are in, in some decent form as they get ready to steal the show at a... At a uh, Jingu Stadium.
0: Yes, indeed. Moving forward, Friday, August twenty eighth, twenty twenty. No new episodes of NXT UK, but they are returning September eighteenth. So that's
1: only three, four weeks away, ish. All right. So here's the deal. I think we ha- we're we're going to have to start dropping dark from our weekly wrestling wraps. I'm saying this live on the pod, so our listeners can understand. And then we'll chuck NXT UK in. Give that a look and see how that goes for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think we need to add too much more, but we can swap a couple of things out here and there. Yeah, I agree. agree. Um, so
0: from there we go to Dynamite. Thursday night Dynamite, as it was advertised in the US, kicks off with the AEW World Tag Team number one contendership gauntlet match. So, the third ranked team, the Young Bucks, man Nick Jackson, defeat the number four ranked team, the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with Ali Ringside. Second part of the gauntlet match, number two ranked team, the Best Friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent defeated the number three ranked team, the Young Bucks, man Nick Jackson. Trent pinned Matt Jackson as Hangman Page had come out to the ring and was holding Nick's leg, preventing him from breaking up the pin. And the third part of the gauntlet match, the number one-ranked team, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood, with Tully Blanchard in their corner, defeat the number two-ranked team, the best friends, Truck Taylor and Trent. So at all-out, it'll be FTR versus Hangman and Omega.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that.
0: Then in the rest of the show, uh, second match, Lance Archer with Jake Roberts defeated Sean Maluta, formerly of NXT in the Cruiserweight Classic. Third match of the night was the Butcher and the Blade, along with the Lucha Brothers and Eddie Kingston in their corner, defeating the team of Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. Fourth match was a three on one match Big Swall defeating Dr. Britt Baker DMD Reba and Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian in their corner. And the main event, a tables match Sammy Guevara defeats Matt Hardy. Chris Jericho was the guest commentator throughout the entire night. And they also announced the men's casino battle royale for All Out. Anything else to add there, Alex?
1: Yeah, let's uh, get into it a little bit. The hangman. Supposed heel turn, very interesting. Looking forward to seeing where that goes. The Jake Roberts-Taz stuff. Oh, boy, was that crap.
0: The I, Flintstones I, reference?
1: Yeah, like, Jake was just undercutting every time Taz was trying to make a point. And, like, yeah, Jake sort of made himself, like, sound completely horrible in the process
0: yeah I'd have to agree there what about the Dark Orders celebration
1: I loved it <laughs> it was so good these so, guys are just like do you watch BTA no I do not um, did any of, did anything get lost on you in this whole thing um,
0: so I'm not was it evil Uno who was talking and he's going, oh, since Brody Lee's win, I've gone out and brought two new cars, and it's showing these red things on the stage. And I'm, do you say go-karts? And then he says, and five lawnmowers. And I'm going, okay, they're lawnmowers. Oh, there's a the car, and it's like a yellow Ferrari Lamborghini-looking, very pricey sports car.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm guessing that's something to do with um, BTE.
1: Yeah, so... um. A little while ago on BTE, uh, the elite tried to do a thing where they would get a sponsorship from the American fast food restaurant Chili's by singing a commercial for him. Anyway, they didn't get the sponsorship. And then like a couple of weeks ago, they announced that Chili's gave the sponsorship to the Dark Order. And when the elite were hoping to get the sponsorship, they were talking about what they would do with the million dollars each they would get from it. And um, Hangman was like, I'll buy a lawnmower. And then when the Dark Order get the sponsorship instead, Brody Lee says, now that I've got a million dollars, I'm going to buy six lawnmowers because F Hangman Page." Fair enough, then. Uh, the Dark Order have been, like, a genuine highlight of BTA. And they've had sort of, like, Alex Reynolds and John Silver sort of play, like, the two, like, idiot young lackeys that just get the crap belted out of them all the time. And they're starting to move some of that dynamic onto Dynamite, and I think it really comes across pretty well. Yeah, I'd have to agree there, too.
0: Now, did you... Notice that they invited someone to join the Dark Order as well.
1: Yeah, Tyre.
0: Yeah, or Tyre. As Jericho was calling her Tanara.
1: Yeah, he was calling her Tyre, and I just did it then as well. But um, Tay Conti.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited to sort of see where that goes.
1: Yeah, I thought, um, the team of tay J, uh, J, jay and Tay-Conti were pretty good on the tag tournament. So I'm not against those two getting together in the dark order.
0: Yeah, I Um, agree. And then I suppose the last sort of thing I noted was the champion versus champion promo video, Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. What a video.
1: Yeah. Very good stuff. Um, like even bringing in Billy Corgan to talk about it Very good Like if you didn't know who Thunder Rosa was You do now
0: Yeah, I'm
1: really looking forward to To that match at all out Quickly, let's just talk about What I have dubbed The worst match of the year And it was on an AEW Dynamite show of all things Oh um... Boy, um... The big swole... The floor is yours? <laughs> big swole against Britt Baker, Reba, and Penelope Ford. This was just clunky as all hell. And, like, I get that Reba's whole gimmick is that she's meant to be a bad wrestler.
0: But she's out but, there in great gear.
1: Yeah, well, that I think that can be explained by, like, Dr. Britt Baker, like, just being, like, rich and bought Reba new gear to make her look like a star, not to embarrass Brett Baker and all that. But like at points, like she's deliberately trying to be a bad wrestler, but then at other points, she's just like hidden moonsaults and all that sort of stuff. And then like Penelope Ford was all over the place. Big Swole was all over the place. It was just a really clunky match. Can I and say
0: my one highlight of this match? What was that? When they start and Britt Baker goes, let's go, girls. Da, 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 oh, yeah, da, da,
1: da. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Like everything from uh, right. before the match starts was a highlight. Everything from when the final bell rings afterwards was a highlight. Everything in between made me miserable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was, it was not a good match at all, and it's probably one of the worst that a, a major company's put out this year as well, I'd have to agree. But from there, we go forward to Saturday, August 29th, 2020. Are you ready for a good time?
1: Well, I always am. <laughs> um, I give this speech every time, but you know what? I think I got a good time. Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree. There's a few little
0: surprises. Um, So results were match number one, WWE Intercontinental Championship match, Jeff Hardy defeating Shinsuke Nakamura. Match two, Matt Riddle defeats Shorty G with King Corbin in his corner. Match three, Braun Strowman defeats Drew Gulak. Match four, Cesaro with Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Kalisto. The main event of the night, match five, Big E with heavy machinery. Otis and Tucker defeat Cesaro and John Morrison and the Miz. So got a couple of returns on SmackDown. The first being Sami Zayn comes out on the ramp with an Intercontinental Championship claiming he's the true champion.
1: I completely forgot he ever was Intercontinental Champion this year, but yeah, it's fine. Um Yeah, I'm honestly shocked to see him back, to be honest. I did not think he was coming back anytime soon. Yeah, but
0: I suppose after the you-won't-see-it-coming return, it's sort of everyone else is starting
1: to come back as well. Um, Yeah, we're just waiting for Daniel Bryan to come back, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that'd probably be the last of the
0: sort of regular um, wrestlers to return, but he's on maternity leave
1: at the moment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course. So, Bailey
0: and Banks are in the ring carrying a promo, and Bailey brings up at one point Sasha's inability to defend the Raw Women's Championship. Awkward.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that that was actually really good. That Um, was so well done. I I love this, the way they've slow-burned this Bailey-Sasha feud and for me to say i've been enjoying anything involving these two is a big thing because generally i find these two really grating and annoying so yeah, yeah.
0: I, um and then they go backstage they've got to try to get roman to sign this contract he'll say he'll look over it they go back to his locker room and the camera pans across to reveal somebody sitting next to roman My name is Paul Heyman. Wow. Didn't see that coming, eh? No, you won't see that coming.
1: (laughs) No, no, we didn't. Um, Couldn't believe it. I suppose Heyman needs a client, and this might be a good segue for some of the... the, another piece of very recent news. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Brock Lesnar... Free agent, question mark. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I saw a post today saying that if you search Brock Lesnar's name into WWE shop, you get no results. Everything's taken down. So I went on there and did the exact same thing. I searched up Brock Lesnar, nothing comes up. Apparently his contract ended ended after WrestleMania. And yeah, Brock Lesnar's a bit of a free agent at the moment. Oh. So bye-bye Brock.
0: Now where would be a good fit for Brock? Uh, <laughs> it's not New Japan because of what he
1: did there last time. <laughs> Give me Brock Lesnar and Toriano right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me Brock Lesnar and Taichi.
0: Hey, stop disparaging Taichi. Tachi could p- give Brock Lesnar his first five-star
1: match, thank you. I want Brock Lesnar versus Taichi, and I want Brock Lesnar to enter first. <laughs> just so we can watch Brock Lesnar react to Taichi's entrance. Oh man.
0: <laughs> hey, Tachi, better than What's her name? Fallen Prey. Um,
1: uh, Scarlet.
0: Scarlet, thank you. Yes, much better entrance than Scarlet.
1: <laughs> no? It is better. Scarlet sounds like blatantly faker. Taichi's is just like, yes, it is fake, and you're meant to be in on the joke.
0: Or at least the English commentary might let you believe that. Yeah. Where do you think Brock would go?
1: i uh, I'm thinking the only thing he would do would be u f c right more than likely John Jones go on a heavyweight John Jones has officially declared himself a heavyweight now um that's a huge like box office fight right there. John Jones versus Brock Lesnar as far as another wrestling company is concerned I could possibly see him trying to negotiate with one other company, like with maybe an AEW or whatever, just to try to leverage a better deal out of Vince. Maybe. But I don't really see him going to another company. I don't know. I don't know if anyone would really want to have a Brock Lesnar, like especially in a pandemic era where like but. Brock Lesnar's biggest advantage, his biggest pro, is the dude sells tickets. But we're in an era where there's not really any tickets to sell. So, you know, what's the advantage there? He might pop a couple of decent ratings for you, but, like, in the long run, it's not really going to mean much. And honestly, like, AEW, like, talks about being an all-inclusive, like, Great place to work and all that sort of stuff. Like a uh, Brock Lesnar is not going to help the backstage vibes, right? So, depends. Especially when you look at the, the history between AEW's champion and Brock Lesnar and how Moxley said that he had all these plans for his <laughs> WrestleMania match with Brock. That's right. And all that- Brock just pretty much said, nah. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. No, oh, but <laughs> out
0: of that, we got Mitch the pot plant.
1: Yeah, that was a bit later on. Yeah, I think it was a month later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Oh, Mitch the plant. But <laughs> yeah, so could only imagine what a world with like Brock Lesnar feuding with Orange Cassidy would look like. But like, then... honestly, who would you even want to see Brock wrestle on the AEW roster? Now that you've mentioned it, Cassidy, but that's just from a sheer
0: curiosity point of whether Brock has his work and boots on for that match,
1: or whether he just goes, "Who the hell's this guy?" Yeah, um, I would see Brock uh, wanting to give Orange Hager. Cassidy... Oh yeah, Hager would be a good one. You've got MMA backgrounds for both guys there. Uh, Cage, maybe. Yeah, Cage. Any of the big boys, really. Um archer. Yeah. Archer would be good. Main event talent they have, like, what have they got. Oh, actually, Cody would be a really good opponent for Brock. Did he ever have a big match with Brock in WWE? Hell no. He wasn't on the Brock level. <laughs> Hell no. I'm like one of the biggest Cody fans you can meet. And yeah. I will happily admit that whilst Brock was in the WWE and Cody was in the WWE, they shouldn't have even, Cody shouldn't have ever have even been allowed to look at Brock. (laughs) Uh, It's funny. We talk about all this like there's any possible chance of this happening. Uh, Brock's going to do like one of three things. He's going to either do one more fight in the UFC He's going to try to leverage more money out of the WWE than what he's got, which is fair enough. Why wouldn't you? And just end up back in the WWE. Or the third thing, he's just going to go to his farm in Canada and he might just, like, never come back. Maybe. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's not old, but he's not young. Yeah, like, I suppose that's true too. Yeah, the, the, the clock's ticking. And, like, this is just like a simple farmer boy, as everyone talks about with him. Like, he's probably saved his money pretty well. He's 43 now. He's got a few kids. He's on... He was making ridiculous money. He's probably just like, yeah, let's just go home. I'm done.
0: So from there, speaking of done, were you done after SmackDown? Did you have time for 205 Live this week?
1: I will never watch (laughs) 205 Live. (laughs) I can't stress this enough. (laughs) Every week, like, you ask me this, and I slightly get more and more aggressive about how much I will not change my mind on watching 205 Live. Unless that's where Brock Lesnar returns. <laughs> if Brock Lesnar has somehow managed to drop like 80 pounds and is now 205 and wrestling in the Cruiserweight division, I will watch it.
0: Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, so there was three matches this week. First match, the Brian Kendrick defeats Tahuti Miles. Second match, Tony Nice defeats Liam Gray. And in the third match, tag team match, Danny Burch and Oni Larkin defeat ever Rise, Chase Parker and Matt Marnell. Corey Graves was on commentary filling in for Drew Gulak this week, so they remembered that Gulak was injured on SmackDown and didn't have him commentating like last week.
1: Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> oh, good for them. They're, they're starting
0: to get better and better at their um, Continuity. Yes, tyre continuity. <laughs> yes, with um tying in what happens on the end of SmackDown to the beginning of 205 Live. So you don't have a PC that's destroyed and then 205 Live starts and it's spotless and then you don't have Drew Gulak being assaulted in the ring by Braun Strowman for no reason, then fine on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during the main event, commentary was talking up Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan... And the team of Everise as two teams who are in contention for the NXT Tag Team Championship.
1: <laughs> what? Well, w- one of them definitely was. Yes, was being the key word. And I guess if they were, that sort of ma- means that they still are within contention. But Ever-Rise, have they ever even like won a match?
0: Not since I've been watching.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a stretch. But yeah.
0: All
1: right, then. <laughs> how about some New Japan Strong? Did you watch that? Man, as much as I talk about how big of a week in wrestling it was, it seems like I'm saying no to a lot of these shows. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but the answer is no. <laughs> fair enough. I'll just run
0: down the results then. Danny Limelight defeats Jordan Clearwater. An eight-man tag match, Adrian Quest, Barrett Brown, Blake Christian, and Mysterioso Jr. defeat the team of ACH, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and TJP. And the main event, Chase Owens defeats PJ Black.
1: Oh, how'd PJ look?
0: Yeah, really good. I'm surprised um, that he hasn't been signed to do like a um Best of the Super Juniors or that before.
1: PJ is definitely a very talented dude. Um, bit shocked to see Chase Owens getting some Ws here.
0: Yeah, but he is a guy contracted to New Japan. PJ is still contracted with Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. It's all right. Push your guy but I just really don't think there's much to Chase Owens.
0: I don't know. When I went down to Festival Hall, he did put on a pretty good match against Yuji Nagata. Hey,
1: man. I think Yuji Nagata can still go. I, th- I think you're giving all the credit to the wrong guy there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so I'm
0: guessing you watched this New Japan event, Summer Struggle in Jingu Stadium.
1: Yes, I watched a show. <laughs> So
0: the night began, they're in the uh, baseball stadium outside twilight and the sun setting over Tokyo City and we have live English commentary with Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton done remotely. Uh, What did you think of the commentary team for this event being uh, done live remotely?
1: Uh, I don't know where Chris Charlton's based, do you know?
0: Um, somewhere in Japan, I'm not exactly sure where.
1: Okay, all right. Well, the fact that you got two guys not in the building, one guy in America, one guy in another place in Japan, broadcasting commentary for an arena in Japan, and then moving all that commentary live out to everyone on New Japan World. Like, there's a lot of room for technical errors there. And it just went smoothly, I thought.
0: Yeah, the the one criticism I have is Chris sounded echoey for, like, maybe the first two minutes when um, the first match was starting, and then after that it was fine.
1: Yeah, I thought they were fantastic. Um, it was really good to have English commentary again live
0: Yeah, Uh, I suppose this was sort of the the test run coming up to their um, G1 shows. They do want to have live English commentary for that as well.
1: Yeah, I really hope they do. I don't like waiting a day to watch another show with English commentary. So, yeah, that'll be good if that happens. Fair enough.
0: So the results of the show, match number one, Kanemaru defeats Master Wado, who had Hiroshi Tanzan in his corner. Match number two, the King of Pro Wrestling final, it's a four-way match. Toru Yano defeats Kazuchika Okada, Sonata and El Desperado. Match number three for the Never Openweight Championship, Minoru Suzuki defeats Shingo Takage, the champion, to become the new champion. Match number 4, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Taiji Ishimori defeats Hiromu Takahashi, the champion, to become the new champion. Match number 5, the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Dangerous Tekkers Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr., the champions, defeat Golden Aces, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi to remain champions. And in the main event, match number six for both the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships, Tatsuya Naito defeats Evil, the double champion, with Dick Togo in his corner to become the new double champion.
1: Your thoughts, Alex? Yano Carter. I still can't get over that. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, oh, it just it's just not what I was expecting. I thought this was just going to be an Okada tournament. (laughs) But Yano getting the win here just blew my mind. Um,
0: I think they've got on the right guy there with Yano where he can do all these sort of gimmick matches and you're not tying up one of your best wrestlers in the company with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Plus he did low blow Okada and then roll him up for the victory.
1: Yeah, it was it's very very interesting um also really weird just to see a four-way match in new japan
0: yeah like they used to be a staple of the the junior division at wrestle kingdom or for their tag titles uh junior tag titles during the year but yeah it sort of faded away to just straight one-on-one or two-on-twos now
1: yeah um Very close to being my match of the show was Taiji Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi. But Suzuki and Shingo stole the show for me. I don't know about you, but I have a feeling uh, you might be a little bit biased, so you might pick the exact same match as well.
0: Yeah, I want to say I really enjoy Kanemaru and Wado's entrance in the baseball stadium but the, <laughs> the match itself was not uh, was not good for the pay-per-view sort of expectations. No. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Suzuki Shingo was my match of the night from the event. Um now
1: let's it, get into these other two matches here then. Let's dang,
0: talk about the tag titles. Dangerous Tekers and Golden Aces. I yeah. think that was the right decision there, having Tekers rechange because this title sort of bounced around half the division already this year.
1: Yeah, I, I quite frankly thought they might have ta- uh, pulled the plug on the Golden Aces a little too early. Um, I thought they could have used a few more title defenses before dropping the straps there. But dangerous Tekers is actually working for me i'm not that big of a Chi fan <laughs> especially in ring I don't, I don't mind his entrance but in ring he just sort of bores me sometimes but, but him being teamed up with zsj um yeah works for me i think this is a good tag team
0: but he gives the people what they want he the people does cheer for him to take his pants off and he does
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I think the thing I hate the most about him is his trunks themselves, like after he takes the pants off. They look way too small. That's the whole point. (laughs) I hate it. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like stupid sexy Flanders, except (laughs) it's stupid sexy Tachi. I just... Close my eyes, all I picture is Taichi. <laughs> Just him taking his pants off over and over again in a gift. Yeah. Stupid <laughs> sexy Tachi.
0: Um, uh, then I suppose about the main event with Eagle uh <laughs> Eagle. Evil <Eagle. Eagle>. Robbie. <laughs> Robbie. I wish. Evil and Dick to go versus Tatsu Unito
1: Uh do you want your dick in? now have it to go. <laughs> um,
0: um, yeah, transitional champion. Yeah, oh, it's not even yeah. that. It's a, it's a, it's a detour champion.
1: It's it's a, bouncing it's back. A, it's not a transitional champion. It's not a detour champion. It's like a minor, like tiny pothole in the road champion. Like it caused one minor little bump, but it's alright. Just keep going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where does evil go from here then? Man, the right thing to do is for him to be Intercontinental Champion. But but they've got the belt tied up with the bloody heavyweight title, which makes the Intercontinental title kind of pointless at the moment. But they did say on commentary that Naito hopes to start defending like, both titles, like, separately. But, man, this title match should have been just for the IWGP heavyweight title. That's why
0: I thought that exact same too. because Evil's a heel. He can say, no, I'm not giving you a double championship. I'm going to give you a world championship, and once you lose, no more chances at either.
1: Yeah, and then you've got... You've still got something, like for evil after this and you got something for Nido to move on to it is a little 50 50 booking but it would work it's a
0: better Um, way out than what we got
1: yeah now evil i guess you just gotta hope for a strong run from him in the g1 i guess
0: yeah, so I suppose I'll ask you this because I guess you've been online more over the weekend than me. Have you seen any
1: names announced yet? I haven't seen anything. Neither have I. I think this they might be holding off a bit, trying to see if they can get anyone to come in. Yeah, good luck. Because yeah. like, New Zealand's closed their
0: borders as well. I thought they were going to try to get the the Kiwi guys in, but it's only what Farley over there. Cause Jay White's in the U S
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that yearly time of the it's, it's that time of the year where Farley drops a heap of weight and then shows up at the G one. Right. And then by the end of the tour, he's got his beer belly back. <laughs> I like Farley. I I like him too. And honestly, I would do the exact same thing. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So from Summer
1: Struggled, do you want to go to Payback? Yeah. um, This might have been the best show of the week. No offence, New Japan. Ooh, big call. Now, did you watch the pre-show at all? I did not. I I missed, like, the first half of the first match, too, because I forgot there was a pay-per-view. (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry, I think we all did
0: So uh, Pre-show match is the right to t- squad Ruby right to t- And Liv Morgan defeating the Iconics Billy Kay and Peyton Royce Now, I noticed At one stage, Peyton is Holding her shoulder As she was draped over the corner turnbuckle And Liv jumped down Stomping her shoulders to the mat Liv goes for a pin And referee Jessica Carr Counts the attempt one, two, kick out. This all while Peyton is holding her shoulder and has one shoulder up the entire time.
1: Oh, dear. Yeah.
0: Um, now, this pay-per-view song, in my opinion, one of the worst since Downstay's All In.
1: Well, then it wasn't that bad then. That song is horrible. Oh, come on. They played it
0: live. It was horrible. <laughs> or did they try nah. to play Cody's song live and it was horrible?
1: Uh, it was Cody's song, I think they did um, Yeah, yeah, this pay-per-view song did suck, though um, It's not as bad as, like, money in the bank And just, like, money, 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 money.
0: Yeah, and that's just... because I tie that together with a certain reality T V show host, turn president, turn hall of famer.
1: Yeah. You're due to pick him up in the draft soon.
0: <laughs> yes, and have a
1: massive walk out of my wrestlers. Great. <laughs> uh, and fire um, the ones that don't walk out. <laughs> it's just a test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so our panel was Charlie, Jerry Lawler, Booker T, JBL and Peter Rosenberg. JBL says at one point about Paul Heyman being the advocate for Roman Reigns. Quote, Paul Heyman is possibly the worst human being that's ever walked the earth, unquote. <laughs> Throwback to our bounce checks for our ECW review. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, man. <laughs> just just continuing this feud. Oh, uh, man.
0: So we go into the pay-per-view portion. Match number two is the United States Championship Bobby Lashley, with MVP and Sheldon Benjamin in his corner, defeats Apollo Crews, the champion, to become the new champion. Match number three, Big E defeats Sheamus. Match number four, Matt Riddle defeats Kim Corbin. Match number five, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Your thrown-together team of Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler from Monday defeat the team... Who were the first tag team champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks, to become the new tag team champions? Match number six: Keith Lee defeats Randy Orton. Match number seven: Reign Dominic Mysterio defeats Seth Rollins and Murphy. And match number eight: a no holds barred triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defeats Braun Strowman and the Fiend Bray White who was the champion, making Roman the new champion. Um, Wow. Uh, there is so much to talk about here. Do you want to start off with the uh, the women's match, I guess?
1: I'm genuinely glad that I don't have to see Bailey and Sasha on two shows at the moment. But, goddamn, it's a double-edged sword. Now I'm going to have to see Nia Jax on two shows. <laughs> or three. Or four. Imagine Nia Jax just turning up at NXT UK (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, that means she'd have to go into four
0: weeks of isolation So you wouldn't see her for a month and a half
1: Uh, um, I thought the finish to the women's tag title match was so cool The way Shayna used Sasha to choke out Bailey. Oh, really? Oh, you didn't like it
0: no, I hated it. This made me immediately think of Ronda Rousey defeating the right squad at Super Showdown.
1: Oh, the double armbar
0: thing. Yeah, the double armbar.
1: Yeah. I thought this one looked a bit more believable than the other one because it was all this one looked more like she's actually manipulating Sasha's body with joint control to sort of choke out her friend.
0: Oh, I'm not disputing that. I'm disputing that the ref's telling him, like, five minutes prior to the finish, one at a time in the ring. She's not legal. She's not legal.
1: Oh, man. Haven't you learned by now 2020 tag rules are highly overrated and out the window?
0: Is it only, like, me and FTR who are, like, trying to champion tag team rules back into existence?
1: Hey, I'm an advocate for the tag rope <laughs> uh, I love the tag rope I want more tag ropes in wrestling Alright, um, so, yeah, that was another tangent um, What are your thoughts on that tag match, honestly?
0: Did you happen to see the JBL walking in the Keith Lee's locker room segment? Yeah, that was different <laughs> Was he trying to sell him stock or shares or something? Yep. <laughs> what is going on?
1: And that is, like, yeah, you're good, but, like, I hope you don't have your your hopes set on beating Randy Orton tonight, because you're not going to, but that's okay. Randy Orton's real good. Don't get too down on yourself when you lose. Yeah.
0: Um. So do you want to talk? Which
1: made it, like, blatantly obvious for me who was going to win, <laughs> to be honest.
0: Now... Do you want to talk about the main event quickly?
1: Ah, yeah. Okay. So, like, when does the contract become null and void? Um, Like, like, surely, like, this isn't how it works, right? you (laughs) think so, because this
0: match starts, and I thought it was a replay of last week.
1: At least Braun wasn't wearing his crappy Hardy Boys outfit from SmackDown.
0: Oh, jeez, yes. At one point, the Fiend grabs his giant mallet and tries to impale Braun. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still have horrible flashbacks. What's his name? Got fired. Um,
0: Raw commentator. D.O. D.O. Madden actually said, quote, he's trying to impale him with that mallet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, the next night he got, like, beat up by Brock Lesnar and never saw seen again until, like, a few weeks ago on Underground. Where he got beaten up. <laughs> yeah. And then I think he was one of the guys at the end of uh, Raw the other week.
0: Both men go for a top rope superplex. The ring implodes and little Nate falls over the ropes to the outside. Hell As of a, a
1: bum, kid.
0: At this point, it's been 10 minutes, and Roman hasn't even entered the match. And then he comes out on the ramp. Paul's still there with the contract. He hasn't signed it. He looks at both men down, signs the contract, runs down, calls for a second ref.
1: So I didn't know that's how you can use contracts. Yeah, that that brings up my point. Like, Like, shouldn't it be? Like, once the bell rings, like... Your contracts null and void, Roman Like, move on with your life Like, who, who bloody wrote these contracts? What sort of loopholes are in this thing? Like, come on, man
0: I'll tell you who did The same guy keeps laying retribution in the building Except on pay-per-view
1: nights <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, well, you can't have him come in on pay-per-view nights They're special nights Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez
0: Yeah, so, Roman ends up winning here I thought this match was just horrible.
1: Um, I, I felt like the ring imploding thing was done for absolutely no reason at all. Like it, they're not even two kind of guys that you sort of buy. like
0: the, not
1: No. Like at least when like Brock, Les, Brock Lesnar did it to Big Show on SmackDown, like way back in the day. Like, they sort of explained it by being, like, it's it's a combination of Big Show's weight and the force of Brock Lesnar's suplex. But, like, Bray Wyatt, like, he's not really known for being strong. <laughs> yeah. I like Roman Reigns in this role, though. I thought he looked... He looked comfortable in the role, and I'm really excited to see where it goes.
0: Yep, wreck everyone and leave.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't hate it. I actually think it's a pretty cool shirt, actually. I like his new <laughs> teeth. I think he looks great. Um, yeah, I'm excited about him and Heyman together. Uh, there's another couple of matches I want to talk about on this card, though. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, first of all, my my match of the night. Big E defeats Sheamus. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know it's an odd one, but like these two guys were fantastic and they just went in there and beat the crap out of each other. And like Sheamus has been taking jujitsu lessons or something, I don't know, but he was doing some cool submissions and stuff. Like these two guys looked fantastic. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, Um, I have to agree it was a good match. Uh Also, mind blown, like, think about like where we were like eight days before this, and then you move like, like from NXT TakeOver 30 to where we are now, Keith Lee beating Randy Orton. Like, it's just crazy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not, not the result I thought... We'd see. No, like I said earlier, I thought the JBL segment sort of telegraphed that we might get a bit of a Keith Lee win, but still in the fashion we got it, like clean as a whistle, I loved it. Um, yeah,
0: I'd have to agree. I thought at least before the night, I wasn't expecting Lee to win. I was expecting him to get a lot of shine,
1: but not win. Um, Quite frankly, like my prediction is that this spells doom for Drew McIntyre. Um, as soon as I saw Keith Lee beat Randy Orton, I thought to myself, ah, uh, they're going to have Randy Orton beat Drew McIntyre for the belt. And then they've already got a, a title contender built for Randy Orton because Keith Lee beat Randy Orton. Yep. Anything else? Ray and Dominic versus Seth and Murphy are uh, very good as well.
0: Fair enough. Um, did you happen to catch one of the ads on this show? <sighs> Which one was this? This title sponsor, World of Tanks. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yep. Did you notice if there was any DX or Tank Girl tank available on this game?
1: There is a DX tank, but no, they didn't do a Tank Girl tank. Oh, well then I'm not buying
0: that game, they can get stuffed Uh, So from there we go through to Tuesday the 1st September Ring of Honour, they are taping new episodes No return date has been confirmed as of yet This week's episode was a best of Tracy Williams
1: Okay, Uh, um, who is he or she? I honestly don't even know from that name Um. (laughs) Yeah (laughs) <laughs> best of when I haven't even heard of someone like and I follow this crap very closely
0: <laughs> I think it's like you said last week with uh Titus they've sort of done all your big uh, ring of honour names so now they're doing other current wrestlers isn't Tracy Williams part of Lifeblood with Juice and
1: David Finlay oh, I forgot that existed <laughs> You're welcome. Wasn't wasn't Tennille in that as well for a minute? Oh. I'm positive Tennille was in it.
0: Speaking of Tennille, yeah, she was. Where is she now?
1: I don't know. Like, is she, like, in Australia? Is she in America? I don't know.
0: I'd assume she's back in Australia like most of the non-WWE Aussie wrestlers because Brooksy, Kellyanne, and Slex have all come home. Um...
1: Do you but, remember? Janelle's like, um, one of those people that's had such a long career, like lengthy career in the States that she like, probably owns property in the States, I would assume.
0: Yeah, maybe. I was just more so referring to, do you know what promotion she's currently with?
1: Oh, um, I think she's with Impact. But like the world happened and she hasn't really had the chance to do much.
0: That sounds right, because wasn't she on last year, his Bam for Glory?
1: Yeah, I think she was, yeah. Like, that's actually a pretty stacked um, women's division, if you had to into the mix.
0: Well, that's the two things Impact's always had going for it: it's women's division and it's ex-division. Yeah. It's just whether they showcase it properly at the best of times or not.
1: Tony Khan needs to get his checkbook out and just buy Impact's knockout division.
0: No, haven't you seen what buying Impact does to your company? It, like, curses it and corrodes it from the inside. (laughs) Look at the Fight network. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. What's that? We have all these good MMA and wrestling
1: reporters? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man nah, I'm thankful that happened. We got post wrestling out of it. <laughs> fair enough. so
0: from there, we go through to raw today
1: <laughs> man you are you are like putting me under the pump these days with these like pretty much instant reactions to raw like usually, it's like a couple of days after raw. We do our weekly wrestling wrap, but not straight onto it the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah, something different. Might as well try to see if this will work or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, Um, I, I saw, like, the last hour of Raw and sort of saw, like, little clips on YouTube of the first couple of hours. So I didn't see everything.
0: Oh, boy, we've got a lot to talk about then. <laughs> so, during the night, there's three single matches where they'll advance triple threat number one contender match where the winner will face Drew, not Galloway, Drew McIntyre at a later date. Match number one, Keith Lee defeats Dolph Ziggler to advance. Next was a women's match. Mickie James defeats Lana with Natalia in her corner. Another triple threat qualifier. Randy Orton defeats Kevin Owens. Fourth match of the night, Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders defeat the Hurt Business. That's MVP, Sheldon Benjamin and Bobby Lashley. Fifth match of the night. Winners get a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship and the losers must disband on 30 minutes notice. So, the right-to-to squad... Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan defeat the Iconics. Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, meaning the Iconics, have disbanded.
1: We'll get there.
0: The third triple threat qualifier match. Seth Rollins defeats Dominic Mysterio. Then we head to the underground. Tyus O'Neill defeats a local talent. Then he defeats a second local talent. He faces Riddick Moss, and Riddick Moss defeats Tyus O'Neill. Match number 10, R-Truth defeats Akira Tozawa for the 24-7 championship. The 11th match of the night, a Tornado tag team match. The Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins versus Andrade and Angel Garza, with Selena Vega and Demi Burnett in their corner, ends in a no Contest, I guess, because Retribution runs in. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no. I'm, I'm just getting like really frustrated and bored all over again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> raw, raw has that effect on me.
0: Match number 12, back to the underground. Jessamine Duke defeats Avery Taylor. Then Ma- Marina Shafir defeats someone before Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke defeat Billy Kay because Peyton pushed her in the ring. Match number 15, underground match. Shelton Benjamin with The Hurt Business in his corner defeats Apollo Cruz with Cedric Alexander and Ricochet ringside. And the main event of the night, the triple threat number one contenders qualifier match, Randy Orton defeats Seth Rollins and Keith Lee.
1: i really enjoyed the main event. I agree. The main event was so good. I like, loved it. Um, Keith Lee and Dolph was a good opener. Yeah, that's one of the matches I didn't get to see in full. I'm sure Dolph sold his ass off for Keith. Um, Randy
0: and Kevin was good. Alistair ended up interfering, costing Owens the match. And Seth and Dominic was a really good match. Dominic's really sort of... Being a guy built for the future, but on Raw, he's not going through NXT.
1: Yeah, my problem is like when he gets past his Seth feud, which I think he sort of is now. Like, where does he go? Like, are you gonna just have Dominique Mysterio on Raw, just like not being used each week? Like, some other people might get, you know. Like, don't like, put him Bobby on Raw. Rude. Yeah, or, like, I I don't know if it's offensive or not, but, like, I compare him a lot to, like, a Humberto Carrillo. Like, oh,
0: where's he now?
1: That's my point. <laughs> like, like, what are you going to do with him? Like, are you going to just waste Dominic Mysterio for the next 20 years just, like, having him in catering? I think him being sent to a place like NXT would be a really good idea.
0: Do you have any other sort of thoughts here before we get to the women's tag team match? Because I sort of want to save that discussion for last.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, Seth Rollins and Randy Orton were on another level in the main event. Um, The way Seth Rollins sold the spirit bomb, he, like, flew, like, 10 feet up in there after hitting the mat and then he just like bounced off it. It was insane. Yeah, it was just a really fun main event. Jessamine Duke in the underground. Shane McMahon says Jessman Duke's gonna take on Avery. And I like <laughs> my ears perked up for a second. I was like what? What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> and then I look up. MCW women's
0: like, hey. champion in the underground.
1: <laughs> I was like, how is this happening? But then I look up and it's a completely different person, but man, for one second I thought we were gonna get a surprise like MCW cameo on RAW somehow.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I gotta admit I
0: did I thought the same thing. So I guess it's time to talk about the match. Did you happen to see the women's tag team match?
1: I did not. I saw a clip of the result. And I saw what happens later in the underground. Now, because you're more active on
0: uh, social media over the weekend when I'm working and such, do you remember this being announced any time between Payback and when Raw went on the air tonight? No. No, it wasn't. Because it wasn't until like 30 minutes into the show where they're having a like, interview with Billy and Peyton in the backstage uh, ring interview set. And it's like, wait, what did she just say? And I have to rewind it. Winners get a WWE Tag Team Championship match and the losers must disband.
1: Okay. Yeah, that that's a good idea for a division that is very, very thin at the moment.
0: Oh, don't worry. We'll get there. So... Jeez, the um, yeah, Iconics, a team that had been friends since high school for over 10 years, debuting in uh, in 2007 and 2009, respectively. Debuted as a team in NXT on the 8th of May 2015, wrestled in Melbourne for NXT TV in 2016. Billy lost to Ember Moon in a freeway with Liv Morgan and Oscar retained Women's Championship against Peyton. They were called up to SmackDown on the 10th of April 2018 in the week after WrestleMania 34 confronting Charlotte Flair. They also wrestled in Melbourne on WWE Super Showdown defeating Oscar and Naomi in a tag team match. They competed in the Elimination Chamber match for the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championship with five other teams losing to Bailey and Sasha Banks. They would win the Tag Team Championship at WrestleMania 35 and hold the title for 120 days, the second longest reign to date. They're the only team to hold the titles who have uh, teamed together either on the indies or in NXT NXT UK before the championship was established. The Elimination Chamber, before the titles were established, Sasha and Bailey were feuding with the notable spot of the Lion King fall in that Elimination Chamber match. Like... You look at that team's resume and that's the one that disbanded.
1: Yeah. Um if you I'm gonna cop a bit of Aussie hate on this, but if you were gonna disband one of the two teams, I think the iconics were the team to disband. <laughs> just because just because of everything you just said, like because they've done so much with them the right squad you haven't necessarily done anything with. So just for the sake of, you know, freshening up the tag title scene, uh, yeah, you'd want to continue with the right squad. But here's yeah. the thing. You shouldn't be splitting up any teams at the moment.
0: No, and we'll get there in just a minute. So brief history of the right to squad. They first teamed when called up to SmackDown on the 21st of November 2017. They were unsuccessful in challenging for the Royal Championship a number of times before, dri- before being drafted to Raw on the 16th of April 2018. In October, they would lose to the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey at Super Showdown in Melbourne. The right squad disbanded following the 2019 Superstar Shake-Up. Liv moved to SmackDown and Ruby left for shoulder surgery. On Ruby's return on the 3rd of February, 2020, she attacked Liv, leading to a match where Sarah Logan served as special guest referee at Elimination Chamber. The riots reformed on August 3rd during a KO show segment.
1: What? (laughs) Yeah. I do not remember a match where Liv went against Ruby. And Sarah Logan was the special guest. (laughs) Liv was supposed to
0: be Heel coming out of the bathtub having a blood feud with Ruby saying that she held her down and Sarah was caught in the middle. And they had that match at Elimination Chamber.
1: I do not remember that happening at at all. (laughs) But February was a lifetime ago.
0: Oh, jeez. You're going to love this next stat. All right, bring it. Of the 15 teams who have either challenged or won the championship as of today's date when recording, after Rawton, there is only three teams who are still together. That being the champions, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, the new right-to-tip squad, Liv Morgan and Ruby Wright, who earned a future match tonight, and the former champions, The Boss and Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks, on SmackDown
1: to break up.
0: Yes, so you'll be down to two teams who have either won or challenged
1: to two. (laughs)
0: Yes. Now you've got my notes there, so you can see all the different teams and their current status. What the hell?
1: (laughs) You're you're an absolute machine for pulling up some of these stats. Though you have the Iconics disbanded, one time champions,
0: six challengers, Bliss Cross disbanded.
1: Are they? Uh, That's the questionable one. Like, they're about to be.
0: I'd say they are. Didn't Alexa throw down the coffee cup that Nikki kept for two years?
1: Yeah, but like, I can see like the Alexa doing like a apology and all that sort of stuff
0: yeah okay Uh, well that one's questionable along with Bailey and Sasha who look to be going to Splitsville they were five time challengers next is the Kabuki Warriors who have disbanded six time challengers one time champions Kari's left the company following that there's only the teams who have ever challenged but never won Carmella and Naomi challenged once what they're they're disbanded (laughs) Fire and Desire challenged three times. Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. They're disbanded following SummerSlam, where Sonia's taken time off. Fair enough. Nia Jackson Tamina challenged three times. They're disbanded because they're on separate brands, Raw and SmackDown. The first challenge of the right to squad. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan challenged once. They're disbanded as Sarah's not in WWE. The Divas of Doom challenged once. That's Beth Phoenix and Natalia. This is what blew my mind. With Beth now just not wrestling, doing commentary.
1: The it blew next... my mind The <laughs> Beth Phoenix and Natalia like Beth Phoenix came out of retirement and challenged for the WWE Women's Tag Titles.
0: The next one, one will shock mind. you. The Brooklyn Bells challenged once. That's Calissa and Christian better known as Chris Datlander in AEW.
1: Yeah, so that was another head-scratcher I saw on the list, and I was trying to remember when this happened, but this was like the Iconics sl- like picking their own people to defend the title against.
0: Yeah, SmackDown after Mania. Yeah. Following that, Team Kick, who have disbanded, that was one-time challenges Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox next team of Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair who challenged three times who how did
1: they never win once like I can't see how Vince would have resisted like putting these titles on Charlotte
0: do you know who they lost the third time to who? Kabuki Warriors and then they had that segment where everyone ran in after they won to close the pay-per-view at TLC
1: man no, I don't remember that
0: at all. The next one was one-time challengers Carmella and Dana Brooke, who haven't teamed since that challenge. The next team also from this year who haven't teamed since that challenge, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. And then the other teams who have teamed regularly but have never challenged, who are still together, so these are your future contenders after the right to t- squad of Liv Morgan and Ruby Wright with their future match. The team from Raw. Lana and Natalya. Thoughts? Oh, dear. Okay. Maybe the next one will pique your interest. From NXT, the Robert Stone brand team of Alea and Mercedes Martinez. You know what?
1: Yeah, that's fine by me. Robert Stone cutting promos on Raw. I'm fine with that. Then
0: the team from NXT of The Heartbreak Kick and Big Lady Cool, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez.
1: I can't tell you enough how happy I am that you said that (laughs) because I forgot all about it for a second. I forgot about Heartbreak Kick. (laughs) Then the final team, the most
0: inexperienced team of NXT and Raw Underground, the four horsewomen of MMA, Jessamine Duke, and Marina Shafir. Yeah. That is your current WWE Tag Team Championship division. There is no one at the moment in SmackDown waiting to challenge. There is no one on NXT UK waiting to challenge. There is one team from Raw and three teams, uh, two teams from NXT and one team from Raw Underground. Like, why the hell did you break up this team when your pool is so shallow?
1: Oh, it's it's dumb. It's dumb. Um, Why even bother with these titles anymore? Honestly. Like, just next week, Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler just show up without the titles. That's it. Just don't even reference it.
0: No, because they're doing the whole team hell no thing where they're going, I'm the tag team champion. No, I'm the tag team champion.
1: Yeah, except with a lot less charisma by both ladies.
0: Remember when Shayna was second in the Royal Rumble, going to challenge Becky, going to be an absolute killer on the Raw Division, something fresh after Becky's year-long reign? Yeah. And we have stuck with Asuka ping-ponging around with... Uh, short reign by Sasha Banks
1: in there uh, Man I'm not going to complain about Asuka Because Asuka's a star But yeah Yeah Poor Shayna, She got screwed so bad uh, Okay All because a 70 year old man Doesn't like her <laughs> No he's 78 Is he really that old?
0: Yes He's got good genetics His mother's like a hundred and something.
1: Genetic jackhammer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I suppose I should ask, do you see the right to tuts winning in their future match before, let's say, before December they get a match on a pay-per-view? Do they win? No. Then what the hell was this breakup
1: for? <laughs> exactly. Okay, they don't I- win. I think um, WWE loves... A good odd couple tag team, right? They love it. They're gonna, they're gonna run this thing with Naira and Shayna until the wheels fall off. They're gonna go with this for as long as possible.
0: And then, so the riots don't win. Iconics are still disbanded. Boss and Hug devolve and feud into, over the SmackDown Women's Champion. So there we of the picture of the teams of Lana and Natalia. Aaliyah Mercedes, Dakota Raquel, Jessamine Marina, who would you put as your next challenger following the right to squad's loss? Uh, Robert Stonebrand,
1: because, like... Mercedes can have a good match. She can go all right, but also, like, I don't care enough about these people, like individually enough like outside of the tag division so yes they can go to tag division purgatory i care too much about dakota to want her to touch those cursed titles
0: yeah i i just okay one i don't know why you after you had this match on the pay-per-view, why you felt the need to repeat it on no notice. Two, I don't know why you felt the need to put a disband versus title shot stipulation on there. Three, I don't know why you did that stipulation on 30 minutes notice. Four, I don't know why you broke up the team that's been a team for over 10 years. And five, why would you break up any team when your pool is that shallow? Like... This just made me upset, confused and sad. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah,
1: once I've seen rumors for months now that Vince is very high on Peyton Royce. And wants to and has been wanting to get her away from Billy Kay for the longest time.
0: What and give her a solo push? Yeah, but you. Oh my god! But but that's but what Dakota's that doing Billie in Kay's NXT. Career. She'll be stuck in main event purgatory.
1: Yeah, Billy K will be done. I don't that... want that to happen. Yeah, me neither. Ah,
0: uh, well, I guess we're flying our Aussie flag pr- proudly yeah. tonight.
1: <laughs> Yeah, um it was a very dumb decision. Especially with s- such short notice. If it was like a long term built up thing like the Sasha and Bailey thing, I wouldn't even care that there's no other tag teams. I'd be like, Yep, that's been built well. It means something. But this means this means nothing.
0: If the iconics had to come out and said we we were cheated last night, and to prove that we're the best team in this division, we want to make a, the rights an offer they can't refuse. The winners will get a championship match, and the losers will disband, and we're going to do that at the next pay-per-view at the end of September. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a dumb decision to disband a team, but at least you're not doing it on 30 minutes' notice. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you had put this out on social media during the day in the US, that's overnight in Australia. So all the Aussies would have, who are watching this live would have got up, had their breakfast, tuned in and go, wait, what the hell's going on? And then all yeah. the ones who are at work and come home and watch this late at night are going, oh, man, I, oh, I can't wait to see what's going on tonight. Wait, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, it is... Puzzling why the hell they would do this
1: Yeah and By the looks of things I don't think we'll be seeing Billy Kay around For a while Just the way they sort of booked her After this
0: The big like, down on the underground Yeah Yeah
1: I, I think they made it blatantly obvious Without one segment alone Like Who they're going to use And who they're going to just screw over. Yeah. It's just... It is what (laughs) it is, I guess.
0: Remember two years ago when we were talking about going to Super Showdown, how excited we were to see these guys wrestle in a stadium show before these titles, before they were on WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh,
1: I remember thinking that they brought... They pretty much like, brought in the WWE Women's Tag titles for two teams. that was Boss and Hug and the Iconics, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, they, they brought in those titles pretty much just for these guys to have something to do. And now look at it. <laughs> Pathetic.
0: Oh, well. I suppose we should stop Waving our little green and gold flags, and pull some out for the iconics
1: and, yeah. and the
0: show, I guess.
1: Yeah, rip and piece iconics. You were too good for Vince Jr.'s promotion. Yeah. <laughs> how about? How about Vince can give Billy Cave the push, and then he can fire Peyton, and then Peyton gets a job because of her husband and goes to AEW.
0: I've already seen that theory enough, I don't know when their contracts end. So I'm not even going to start thinking about that until I see someone say, oh, their contracts end, such and
1: such. Yeah, Yeah, and I only say that because I don't know if Billy Kay's dating anyone or an AEW wrestler. So so let's just leave her in WWE. Oh my God. (laughs)
0: Fine, you've brought it up. Second annual AEW Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament, the Deadly Draw Number 2, surprise team enters (sighs) the iconic duo because that's what they were called in AXT, and that's probably not what Uh they've got the copyright on.
1: You can just call them the Iconics. Just take off an eye. (laughs) You can do that too. It might be like, that might be a little too close, but... (laughs)
0: yeah okay let's wrap it up for the week we'll chat to you all again soon
1: Um... everyone sit and pray that raw and smackdown will be better the the next time we have to talk about them (laughs) yes fall and pray goodbye humans fall and pray what does bray have to do with this